0: Back everybody to another Eat, Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the metroplex. I'm Rick Press. I'm Bud Kennedy and Steve Wilson, and we are joined by the one and only Preston Jones this week. Hey, Preston. Hello. We're going to talk bar food, my favorite time of year. Bar food time, bar well all year round, (laughs) but really, March Madness is coming up. Oh, next week is also St. Patty's Patty's Day. Day. We're going to be spending a lot of time in bars, Mm -hmm. and. You can't just drink the whole time, right? We got to eat something, right? You got to soak it all up. So, Preston, <laughs> for DFW.com this week, led a uh, uh, an army of people who went out and looked for the best bar food, bar food in DFW, and uh, we came up with some pretty good places, right?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of places to drink and also eat, and uh, we found some pretty eclectic uh, things to eat.
2: Well, now we talked before, I mean, a lot of the new pubs. I mean uh, they talk a lot about their their drink specials and cocktails and all this and they have food but a lot of it's really miserable. So I mean you're saying there's some stuff that's actually good out there.
1: Yeah, there really is. We found that uh every place well a lot of places have like one thing they do really well, sort of a signature item and we tried to focus on that as a because everyone has a burger, everyone has like a a Reuben or some sort of a chips and dip type situation. Got to so have the nachos. Well, the know. nachos, yeah. So we tried to find stuff that was kind of a little bit off the beaten path, but still, you know,
0: tasty. And then we threw in a few of the, you know, must have the best buffalo chicken wings. And let's look at the the first item on the list here is the bearded lady's mini brought, mini beer brought corny dogs. And the photo just is like glistening.
3: Yeah, that know? that photo looks really good. I we mean took
0: Richard Rodriguez took that photo. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, they're
3: it's yeah.
1: They're really uh they're interesting just because you don't see you see like corn dogs sometimes, but more of like a fair setting, not in a bar. So that's sort of the thing that jumped out at us was that uh you could have, you know, sort of fair food
2: in a bar. Yeah, well well now that's, that's that's a craft beer place mm-hmm. on magnolia on the yeah. south side and and now, you know, the chef from there just moved to
1: La, La Perla. Right? Yeah, La Perla. So uh-huh.
2: Does know. that mean
0: the food is going to change? Uh, oh, I, don't no. I wonder I don't if he'll I take
1: the, the the corn dogs with him.
0: Well, <laughs> the thing about, they also have some of the best burgers in town, Bearded Lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was actually talking to my family and saying, you know, I think my my favorite sort of straight-up burger now is at the Bearded Lady. You know, mm-hmm. they they offer basically a regular burger, and then you can add cheese and bacon and those kind of yeah. things to it. and. I don't know if it's the effect of the beer (laughs) or if it really is a really good burger, but uh, they do a great job of it. And the fried okra is awesome as well.
2: Okay, but Bearded Lady is a place that I want to talk about because it's an example of a place that, you know, when you go in it, if people go there thinking, oh, let's go to dinner at the Bearded Lady, you know, well, most of the people there are having beer. You know, the service is more of a of a you know beer bar service yeah you know, it's, it's not a, a real dining experience so great patio though
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, you know the the one of the real positives of them is they serve food very late compared yeah. to all the places along Magnolia yeah. I think you
1: know ten or fifteen <laughs> years ago you'd see places that just really didn't put a lot of thought into the food and I think the thing in the course of writing the story we discovered is that much like you know craft beers now become a focus thing people seek out you know places that have a, a decent list of local beers or even regional beers they also want the food to be as good as what they're drinking and you just didn't see that a lot and i think it's becoming more and more popular even if a place like a jay gilligan's you wouldn't think of somewhere that would have like you know jay gilligan's, gilligan's i mean gilligan's famous uh, for their irish nachos yeah, yeah. And
2: gilligan's has been burgers and irish nachos gilligan's is like a you know, a, a northeastern yes, where you, yeah. know, bar. It's like a, you yeah. have a good good burger. They look old and run down.
3: Food. Back when I was going to <laughs> yeah. UTA, and yeah. that was a long time that was ago, really <laughs> a long time but ago. But I think
1: that's the thing is, like a place like that, and a place like the Beard Lady, which is relatively new compared to Gilligan's, it's like you know they're able to kind of coexist because they both put an emphasis on yeah, at least one food item. The
0: whole pub trend is demands that both the food and the and the drink be of a certain level there's an expectation there and i think beard lady at least in fort worth is a really good example yeah but
2: it's not a surprise that gilligan's is good at burgers and potato skins Yeah. yeah but what is a surprise you've got another old timer like the flying saucer and the things that you wrote about and that i wrote about this week are not normal pub food things Talk about the saucer
1: well it's you know i we eat in the course of the burger battle especially but since also we have the burger of the week we eat a lot of beef burgers and so i kind of went out a lot (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of went out of my way to try the turkey burger just to try have a different Mm -hmm. burger experience and generally with a turkey burger you sort of dread it because it could be you know dry or tasteless or not appealing and i was really surprised by how much like a beef burger this turkey burger wasn't some of it's the toppings because it's got a jalapeno kind of mayo pesto topping Mm -hmm. on it but it's just it's a really good burger and it's one of several the flying saucer offers it's not like their signature burger but i just thought it was kind of important to single that out and write about it because you don't always think turkey burger when you're at an (laughs) hour
0: Bud, you you
2: discovered i I went to the saucer i I went to the saucer uh, to chime in with your story yeah i wrote about the surprise salads i mean the salads at the saucer. are really good salads and they have this one great salad it's a, a it's called the laurens it's a, a goat cheese with cranberry walnut and you have a choice of, of, of really good dressings either a balsamic or a jalapeno vinaigrette and and then the, and that's like nine dollars and then there's a, a mediterranean salad with chicken that's like twelve dollars but that i mean that Lawrence salad was great and i would go back there i mean i i, I so there's a lot of these Walnut, feta,
3: cranberry salads going around.
2: But that's one of the very best ones. I'd go back there for lunch time. Yeah,
3: They also do a blue plate special every mm-hmm. day. And mm-hmm. you can actually go to the Facebook page and see what it is. And they'll usually post a little picture. And I'll go like, hey, I think I'm going to have fish and chips today. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so
0: when um, the NCAA tournament starts next week on Thursday and Friday, there'll be games in the middle of the day and then through the night. And you can go have lunch, uh, try the blue plate special or one of these uh, – terrific salads or the turkey burger which is what made it into the story yeah. but uh yeah i mean there's certainly flying saucer part of the family of shannon Wynn restaurants mm-hmm. the bird cafe rodeo goat you know flying fish it's so the expectation again there the food is going to be better than you would I- sometimes expect to get at a bar yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and it also i think Reinforces the value of kind of maybe wandering away from the tried the nachos the burgers that you know it's like right. try give something a, different at a place like this because you know odds are good that it, m- it will probably be better than you think it would be. Give them a chance. Yeah. And then would, you, and then yeah. you got
2: into all the West Seventh places in the, mm-hmm. the, uh, and the and it's really hard to decipher like whether to eat at Varsity Tavern or Social House or they they have a lot of different things. But you found something that uh, that my readers have talked about a lot too is world of beer yep and uh, you know, it's not the kind of place you even know it has you don't even know it has food no right
1: and, and it's got the thing that really struck me about world of beer is that it has a really extensive menu for a place that's got 500 bajillion right. bottles and taps <laughs> and everything it's like you wouldn't expect to walk into a place like world of beer and find you know any food let alone good food that
0: may so be a little bit of a problem with world of Beer is like some people you don't know if you're going there yeah. to shop for beer mm-hmm. if you're going there to your growler, yeah, well, <laughs> or, or yeah. do you want to have food there? Yeah. It, felt,
2: it felt weird. People said, "Where'd you go?" I said, "Well, I had blueberry pancakes at World of Beer, right?" right. <laughs> well, it's not World of Pancakes. <laughs> you know. so, so, but yeah.
0: once you go there, then you start to realize that there's yeah. a lot of different reasons to go, not yeah. just not just to go pick up a six pack or something. It sort of
1: felt a little bit like ruining a secret, the way people <laughs> reacted to it, because it was just like, I wish you know you had said anything about the food there, because people go. And and can take advantage of it without you know tons of crowds because people don't think of it that way they think it will all go to reservoir or yeah. you know, times now ten you or like one of the other you know bars around the area the
0: reservoir uh, dish you have in oh. the story is the captain crunch cr- encrusted chicken tenders the captain's
1: tenders yeah that was not the crunchberries right but no the actual just just crunch. the captain crunch and I feel like that's one where the advertising was a little bit better than the actual finished product <laughs> it, I was envisioning like you know this big crusty piece of chicken it was a little bit more kind of plain looking and the sauce was actually more of a surprise to me than the chicken but it was it was interesting and that was one where it was just sort of like you
3: know, well it's try a unique it. unique not? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, jump the shark type dish, is what it sounds like yeah. <laughs> well, but I've I heard other
0: people talk about it too. I think it's uh, one of those things you want you got to try it for yourself. Yeah, because some people do like that mixture of sweet and. In and savory. my defense,
1: I was probably more sober than most people were when they were eating it. So maybe as the more you drink, the better it tastes. I don't know. Right, that's
0: definitely anything. the case at some of these bars. But yeah. I mean, these are these are good foods whether you're stone cold sober or not. Right, right? Or, or drunk. <laughs> this is good. Do you know how to tell if they're
2: serious about their food? Just If they meet you at the door, if they hand you a menu, if there's salt and pepper on the table, then they actually care about their food. If there's not even any attempt to pretend they serve food, if they don't make it like their food's good, then trust them.
0: (laughs) Well, and for a more traditional thing, I have to put in my plug for Buffalo Brothers, which has become my my son's favorite place. He's addicted to the chicken wings there. They are the very authentic buffalo-style chicken wings. The thing about chicken wings so many people serve them now, and they slather them with all different kinds of sauces, some of which I like, so I'm not criticizing that. But what does get lost sometimes is the authentic sort of vinegary, original buffalo style. And Buffalo Brothers is opened by a chef from Buffalo, New York area, and in partnership with John Bonnell. And they really serve some buffalo delicacies there.
2: And also, I think the best... Uh, I know this is an unnatural body part, the, t- the chicken tender, the best buffalo chicken tenders
0: <laughs> in town. Everything, well, everything about Buffalo and uh, Brothers The food really at Buffalo good. Brothers, I mean, it, Buffalo Brothers is a really good um, sports bar. So if you want to go watch games, it's a great place to watch games. It's not just TCU games, even though it's a TCU hangout. But the chicken wings are always, I mean, you don't get scrawny chicken wings at Buffalo Brothers. That's always one of my things about them. It's like I don't want to get mostly bone and too too pieces to you know gnaw on a little bit of chicken and the sauce the hot the traditional hot which is what my son insists on having all the time uh you know it really gets you right in (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is it is the flavor that people who love that traditional style wing are gonna like
1: well and two you can tell that they really take some pride in the wing because there's not a lot of extraneous stuff around it like no it's like the plate it's like the wing a <laughs> couple well pieces and of celery it's really i mean they have
0: interesting things on the menu there i mean i love their meatball parmesan sub yeah and and their pizza is quite a- good and their chicken enchiladas but um you know most of the time you see plates of wings coming out in pizza <laughs> that's what they've right, got yeah and, um lots of wings they sell a lot of wings there i think so let's talk about some of the other places. Bud, you said you have some suggestions with yeah, the and, the and one, There's one chain.
2: There's one chain that uh, gets several mentions on my uh, Facebook page. I posted Preston's story, and people, you know, seem to be very fond. And I, I'm going to uh, admit the food's above average at Boomer Jacks. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, they talk about the Boomer Jacks burgers and the Boomer Jacks buffalo chicken.
0: And a good place to watch games. And, really and, good. And, and okay.
2: a good place to watch games. The one in Bedford, in particular, and then the uh, you know the one in Fort Worth. And uh, and then people talk about some of the little uh, off-the-way places like, the, you know, Michael's Restaurant has the poker chips in the bar, <laughs> the little chips in the – the, and then Taco Heads, Guaca Taco Heads. Those are not, those yeah. are not bars. But no,
0: but um, – well, you mentioned Barcadia in the story. That's another sort of place over there um, has that sort of a vintage video games and arcade games, right?
1: Yeah, no, I really like Barcadia. It's a lot of fun because it sort of uh, upends what you expect – from a bar, I mean, most time you think of a bar, you think like a dark, you know, windowless right. room with <laughs> TVs and <laughs> lots of taps. But it's just, it's a lot of fun to go there and eat. And that was actually one of my favorite things that I had in the course the of the trucker box, the trucker plate. Trucker yeah. It's like a yeah. served on sort of like an old school room cafeteria kind of plastic tray, and they just load it up with all the stuff. And it really was. I mean, I that was a lot of food for, for fried people. Oreos. I had some of those too. Yeah. What is well, um, a fried
0: Oreo? Is that well, good?
1: it's just they batter the Oreo, and then they dip it in the fryer and bring it out, and they serve it with a glass of milk.
2: <laughs> it, uh, was Pour and Glory in this? You know, Pouring Glory. Yeah. Yeah. The brisket yeah. nachos are The in brisket there. nachos, but yeah. Pouring Glory also has that that uh, uh, chicken fried bacon cheeseburger. It's, mm. a, it's, wow. it's a, a cheeseburger with battered bacon on it and then now they're adding that the guy at pouring glory came from Humperdinks and i noticed now Humperdinks has all these like gourmet burgers and they've added a chicken fried bacon burger at humperdinck's Humperdinks is another place it's like an old you know pub food place but they've added like brunches and they're doing all kinds of food
1: it was something i wondered in writing all this if these sort of the, this wave of gastropubs is forced sort of the legacy bars and restaurants pubs like that uh, to sort of step up their game and sort of re-examine their menu and think, you know, well, maybe we can try something new that we wouldn't have before or, or you know, push ourselves yeah. a little.
2: But who heard of places, you know, Social House, you mm-hmm. know, had the chef, uh, had Brian Olinjack do their menu. I mean, you know, bars didn't have chefs before. Yeah. And, you know, now, then now you start having bars designing a, a not just a better quality, more interesting items, but also things that appeal to the crowd, uh, you know, brunches with chorizo, jalapeño, spicy brunches, yeah. things that kind of go with the beers they're serving. Yeah. And uh, you have you have bars putting some thought into it and hiring
0: chefs. Well, in yeah. Varsity Tavern, which is not necessarily included in the best bar foods, but is the review by Andrew Martin is is uh, also out this week on dfw.com and you know, th- they serve a New York strip as one of their menu items in addition to a lot of pub grub there. So yeah, there definitely seems to be that pressure to upscale it for somebody who doesn't consider so c- consider themselves as someone who hangs out at a bar. I mean, and that was actually one of the things he enjoyed the most. St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and we talked about Jay Gilligan's. Of course, is uh, they they're going to have their big uh, annual festival, and they'll have a tent, and I'm sure they'll be selling lots of Irish notches. Any other good uh, places we should know about, Bud? For um St. Patty's Day. Yeah, the other place. Thursday?
2: The other place that has started trying to get in the picture is, is Bird Cafe, and uh, David McMillan has a uh, hand, uh, you know, hand, hand-made, uh, hand-shaped, hand, hand crafted pastrami. That uh, <laughs> house-made pastrami is what I'm trying to say. So he, he's doing a house-made pastrami with corned beef and and uh, you know, adding a whole uh, St. Patrick's menu to go with the Bird Cafe beer offerings.
3: Yeah, most of their condiments and stuff are all. House made. I mean, he has. You, you go back there and you see all these giant jars and vats of stuff that are pickled and things. That,
0: uh, well, Steve, he, you're a corned beef man. You may, you've corned your own beef. Oh before, yeah, right? corned my own
3: beef before. Yeah, no, it uh, it's mighty tasty. <laughs> you
0: have to read that uh, recipe on dfw.com, the weekend chef. Yeah,
3: see, Little Red Wasps, they do a corned be- their own corned beef there too.
0: But of course, this weekend is also the pickle parade in <laughs> honor of. Uh, St. Paddy's Day, in which Mansfield. I have never been. I hope it doesn't get rained out. Do though.
2: not miss your pickle. Uh, you know, the there.
0: one and only, the only pickle parade in the entire country, uh, according uh, to the people in Mansfield. <laughs> it's it's a, uh, an a. Have you ever been the the Grand Marshal of I've, the pickle parade? I've
2: driven the 22-foot-long checker green gr- pickle station wagon in the pickle parade. <laughs> and, and you um, crowned the pickle queen. And, 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 uh, and uh, uh, we, we I've, I've driven a whole busload of happy picklers <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> And so, yeah, the pickle parade's a big deal. Is I mean, that the technical term, picklers? Picklers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's, you know, it's uh, Mansfield. It's, it's the one time of year everybody comes to Mansfield for the pickle parade. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm going you know, to have, have to go this And then year. they yeah. had a nice little food food court thing with, like, you know, barbecue with pickles and sandwiches with pickles and, you p- know, fried pickles and, and
3: all the, you know. That's, that's they have a, they right. pick a pickle queen, right? They have pickle queen. Yes, they yeah. have a pickle queen. There's so just, pickle, I, I would just stay for that. There's, there's a pickle <laughs> run,
0: I think. You people run in pickle suits and things like that, right? So, yeah. Do they
1: pickle other things, like besides, like, do they have, like, I don't know. We're carrots, just going to have to pickled, go and find
0: uh, out. I mean, it's been going on for years. I can't <laughs> believe none of it. Well, Bud has been, but right. the rest of us need to go. That's a big deal. And, of course, our favorite pickle, Steve. Remember where we? I still lay awake at night sometimes dreaming of the pickle at The oh, Thurbermingus. Thurbermingus. <laughs> what a great pickle oh. they made that one time. No, no, no. Twisted Root for pickles, man. <laughs> oh, they have and a pickle bar there. Twisted Root right? has the whole pickle oh, yeah, bar with pickle like five bar. kinds of pickles. Well, and actually Rodeo Goat, every time when I get the burgers, I love the fact that they have those two nice house-made pickles that come that's with That's
2: something that. that's gotten better over time. Pickles are Far, far better than ever before alright mm. next podcast Pickles Pickles, is about pickles. all about pickles <laughs> you can do it live from the pickle period East, <laughs> Easter with
3: pickles <laughs> alright thanks guys hope we can get the pickle queen on <laughs> oh I think so <laughs> yeah. Bud do you have any pull when, where is she she ought to be here <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll be working on that but then we'll see you next time
0: once was a sweet thing yeah.